Hello, sister friends and other guests. Welcome to Her Path Radio, a program dedicated to helping women on their journey to finding their purpose, aspire to greatness, seeking transformative change, and inspiring hope. We are committed to uplifting our sisters and helping them live their best life. We are excited to introduce you to influential sisters from around the world who will share their journey and inspire us all to reach our purpose while lifting our communities. But first, who are we? Karen? I am Karen, a retired chemist, entrepreneur, as well as an executive director and CEO of a nonprofit STEM program called Chocolate Chip Association. It's all about our girls, as well as I am now the co-host of Her Path Radio podcast. And I'm the co-host as well of Her Path Radio podcast. I come here as a business compliance lawyer supporting women entrepreneurs, and we both are dedicated to providing this forum where women empower women. Exactly. But some people always ask, why a podcast? Aren't there enough podcasts out there today? The answer to that is no. There are so many women who are just beginning their journey and designing or redesigning their destiny that there's always a need for platforms like this to share your experience, acknowledge, and to be an encouragement for our sisters. That's right, Karen. Encouragement is the key. And we will introduce our listeners to a powerful woman who continues to help others on their journey after this quick break. Guess who I ran into yesterday? Who? Nell Rice, you know, the owner of Debbie's Floral. I love Nell. She's always a book supporter of our nonprofit organization. Yes, yes. And I'm not sure if you knew that she uh, does a lot of the floral arrangements for our community. Debbie's Floral is committed to offering the finest arrangements and gifts with a service that, of course, it's Nell, friendly and prompt. Because her customers are important, her professional staff is dedicated to making sure that everyone's experience is a pleasant one. And certainly now that everything is virtual, she works hand over fist to make sure that people's loved ones receive the flowers and acknowledgments that are needed or family and friends. And that's what's so exciting about her too, because even though she's local, I'm glad she's local here in Munderline, she also works with the national chains as well. So if you need to send flowers out of state, you can do that as well with Nail, which is so great. So Debbie's Florist is really the place to go for all your flower, flowers and your needs for uh, flower arrangements. Absolutely, whether it's condolences, birthdays, weddings, or just because. I think Debbie, we know, go, always goes the extra mile to make sure that floral gift is just perfect. We encourage our listeners. Check her out. You know, go online and look up Debbie's Florist, Mundelein, Illinois. I'm so excited. I am so excited because now we have our first guest. I'm so excited to be able to share this wonderful lady with you who has done so many wonderful things and also in my life as also my mentor. So I'm excited to have that. So Lanita, introduce our first guest. Absolutely. Today we have Tanya Lewis joining us. She's done so much and is a, a pill pillar in the community around entrepreneurship, supporting women, empowering those to do great things, influencing us and helping us guide us as we're on our path designing our destiny. What we want to do is have her share with her, her share with us all that she's doing. I won't steal her thunder. Tanya, welcome. Hi, um, it is so exciting to be here with you all. Um, I am just I'm so excited to share some information with you. Um, so thank you so much for the opportunity. You are welcome. You are welcome, welcome to be here with us. And Tanya, share a little bit more about your background. Share who you are. 
Yeah, so um, I would say first overall, I've been in uh, nonprofit operations and finance, helping great people like you all for about 20 years. Um, I worked in higher education, um, launched a charter school network here in the New Orleans area, um, launched my own national nonprofit, um, training and developing people in operations and finance. Um, and now I am um, working to scale another nonprofit, again, a national nonprofit um, that does a lot of really important work with student achievement. Um, between all of that, um, <laughs> I have found that my, the thing that really gets me excited um, and that niche just for me is actually helping other people on their path to building and growing their business. Um, I found out that that has given me a lot of energy. Um, and I used to think it was a bad thing that the way that my mind worked, the operation stuff, when I walk into an area or I see a problem, I automatically want to jump on it and fix it. I call it being that mom. I'm trying not to mom people to death. <laughs> um, but it's actually turned into a great thing. I've been able to help a lot of people and that gives me um, just a lot of energy and, and it really excites me. So that's where I am now. I'm just kind of finding people, seeing what their needs are and, and helping them, you know, grow their business, set a really strong foundation. I so love it. Like, I do too. It sounds love like it. you're the, the entrepreneur whisperer and, uh, and we certainly <laughs> appreciate it. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I love that term. Lanita. I just love that term. Oh, something different. The entrepreneur whisperer. <laughs> so Tanya, uh, please share your journey from discovering your path, your purpose, your aspirations, your transformative and how you inspire hope. And as you're describing your journey through your path, how are you living your destiny today? So it's very different than what I thought it was going to be. I, I have to admit that um, early on in my career, I think just like everybody else, um, you have certain things that you think you want your environment, you know, shapes you, you see how other people are doing things, whether it's, you know, um, trying to be strategic, whatever that means. Um, and then looking for opportunities. I think one of the most important things that I have learned, and unfortunately it did take me a long time to learn this, is you hear people talk about work-life balance. I was all about work. Everything else in my life took a backseat to work and I'm not proud of it. Um, but as I've gotten older, I've realized there's going to be a lot of opportunities in front of you, but you have to pick, you have to think about what you really want. And as much as you want to help people, or as much as you see something that's fine, you really need to say, here are the things that I'm trying to accomplish and be honest with yourself, or this is how I want to grow my career. Um, and really stay true to that because there are going to be jobs over here and there's going to be opportunities over there and the way you spend your time you really really need to be honest with yourself and say is this something that's really going to help me long term um, you know if for example like when I was you know launching my own national nonprofit, there were so many programs and so many services and so many opportunities across the country um, and I did for a while I kind of treated it as a buffet Everything that came to me, you know, I really was like, oh, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that and I'm going to do this. And it really spread my attention so much that it actually became overwhelming. And then the work just wasn't fine. So I was trying to, to I was trying to fix everything. Mm -hmm. You know, I was trying to help everybody and fix everything. And it just, it wasn't working. So um, I left that and just became too much and really took time to myself to say, what are the things that I really want to do? 
what am I good at? Not just what makes, what will make money. That's another very important thing. Um, you know, all money is not good money. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's what's going to make me happy. What's going to inspire me? What's going to, to build my energy and not suck my energy? Um, and that's how I ended up saying like the things that really get me jazzed are helping other people, you know, it's been mostly nonprofit, a lot of small mom and pops that are getting started, but I truly enjoy that. And now I'm like, yeah, there's an opportunity to make money over here and an opportunity to make money over there. But I try to stay focused and say, these are the things that I'm good at. Um, this is how I can impact other people, because that was another thing that drove me in my career. I was always thinking about what is the biggest impact I can have, you know, through directly through myself or supporting people who are also out there on the front line. And I think that's a good thing, but it's not the only thing to be thinking about. Absolutely. Uh, And several things that you've said resonate with me. And I'll start with uh, the whole idea around work-life balance. And uh, when I, you know, mentor young people and talk, um, I tell them there is no such thing as a work-life balance. It's a fiction. And anyone who told you that is lying to you and sending you off on a really bad road because you can never achieve it. And you will always feel bad about yourself by not achieving it. What you have to do is look at it as more of a work-life integration. And so there will be opportunities where your life is all about work because you have a particular project that needs absolute dedicated focus. As a lawyer, when we're on trial, that's it, right? Everything else falls to the side. Um, Or it could be family life, because there's a crisis, a sick child, um, a sick parent, uh, you yourself, I am a, uh, I'm a stage four cancer survivor. Everything fell away for the two years I had to be in treatment, because my goal was to be here to do this podcast with you and Karen. (laughs) (laughs) And so so we want to always be looking at the fact, again, uh, it's a work, work-life integration. Your life will ebb and flow. But if you find that there are protracted periods of time where you are focused only on one thing or the other, then that is where you want to reevaluate what, what, what's meaningful in your life. And again, not chase the money. Would you agree with that, Tanya? Absolutely. I, I think we have to think about how we're spending our time right now and knowing that we will not get that back. That's the one thing that I think people don't understand that's way more. You can make money, you cannot make time. Um, So again, I keep saying being honest with yourself. Like at the end of the day, um, I want my family to remember the things that I did with them. I want other people to remember the impact that I had on their lives. It's not like, oh, I, I... you know, I wrote this many grants or, you know, I, I had this much money or, you know, with fundraising or development or, you know, I was on this many boards or I was, you know, had this title. I think it's more important about impact. And again, looking back over your life and saying, here are the people that I touched and I made their lives better. Wow. What do you think about that, Karen? Oh, Wasn't wow. that profound? It, it, it was definitely, oh my goodness. It was, thank you. In fact, I mean, several things you shared that actually touched me because sometimes I'm there as well. You know, one of the things you just shared was that sometimes when you were doing a nonprofit, you were trying to reach to do too many things at once. I am there sometimes now, but I make sure I try and stay in my lane for my nonprofit organization. Again, when I meet people, I say, well, 
I'm going to stay in doing STEM. If I find a collaboration partner, maybe they can be a, another shoot, another um, part of my program, but I stay in the lane of STEM. And that to me is so key. And you're right, so many people are trying to do everything. I'll do housing, I'll do STEM, I'll do this, I'll do that. And it's not your mission. As I mentor people in the nonprofit area, as I mentor people who are in uh, small businesses as well, I do both. I would say, what is your mission and vision? Where is your program headed? And make sure you actually stay in that portion of it, as well as make sure it's your mission. I was talking to one young lady who's starting a nonprofit. She said, well, I'm a tag team and use my mom's mission. What is her mission? That's not in line with where you are. So Ms. Tanya, you are right on point and some great pearls you're sharing with us. Some great pearls and we, we appreciate that because it's so important. I'm hoping our sister friends out there listening because again, we can't do everything. We got right. to decide on what's the right thing for us to do, at least for now. If you start to change your whole mission completely later, stop one and do the other one. Absolutely. And I think that's what I heard uh, Tanya say, that, you know, she found herself uh, in one, one lane and expanded and went into a different lane and found that the skill sets that she had been acquiring were, in fact, transferable to something that she could do both help develop, grow and sustain her life. Yes. Do I have that right, Tanya? That's what I heard. That, that's perfect. That's perfect. Um, a couple other things, too, that, that um, I want to point out about um, knowing what your power is and also like taking the time to develop your network um, and getting a mentor or getting a coach. I cannot tell, you know, young women and Black women, that is so, so important. Um, connecting to someone whether it's a few weeks or a few months. But um, one of the things I was very fortunate to have, even though it happened later in my career, was um, having a, an official coach um, of a, a very, in my mind, a very successful older Black woman um, who had been an executive in a very large corporation um, who really was able to cut through a lot of this stuff. One, it was like, we don't have time to get all this warm and fuzzy stuff. Let's just get to it. Um, so I would say to folks, again, it may not be someone who has 10 or 15 more years of experience with you. Maybe it's just someone who's been somewhere that you haven't been. So whether you call them a coach or a mentor, but just keep your eyes open and, and always know that there's gonna be somebody that you quote unquote look up to um, there's always going to be somebody, no matter where you are in your life, that's doing something a little bit better or a little bit different. And, you know, put your ego aside and see what you can learn from that person and then turn around and help somebody else. I think one of the things that, you know, not to be a Debbie Downer here is that I really want to stress that, they, that, you know, you can help yourself as well as helping other people. We don't have to look at it as a direct competition. You know, I have, I've learned this, so I'm gonna hold on to this information and I'm not gonna share with anybody else. I think people don't understand the power that when you do share that, there are going to be some times where people turn around and they do, they do you dirt. Let's just be honest. But there are also gonna be a lot of times where people remember that and they connect you with someone else. And I think building those connections, not in an artificial way, but in a really authentic way saying, hey, I know how to help you get over this hump. You know, it's not going to take me a lot of time. It's not going to take me a lot of effort. You know, if it's going to take you 40, 80 hours to figure something out and I can help you in 15, 20 minutes, like why wouldn't I do that? 
So just remember that, you know, build your network, build your connections in an authentic way. um, And stay again, stay on your own path. When you know what it is that you're good at, decide like, am I going to be a generalist? Am I going to, do I want to know a whole lot about, you know, or a little bit about a lot of things, or do I want to go really deep and be a a specialist on something, but don't keep jumping back and forth. I think that's a mistake I know that I made. And I just hope again, learning from my mistakes that, uh, you know, other, other women don't do that. Love that. Love that. Um, And I'm just vibing on something that you shared, you know, one of the, the mantras that I have. Uh, and I share in, in other social media platforms is each one, teach one. Whatever you have learned, it takes no food out of my mouth, no money out of my pocket to share that with you so you can grow. There is a seat at this big old table for all of us. There are lawyers that are better than me. There are lawyers that are not as good as I am. And that's okay because there's room for all of us to know and grow. Oh my gosh. Tanya, when you talked about, and I'm going to let you talk here, you know, I can get long, I use a lot of words, but what I wanted to share is I think the idea of finding a mentor or a coach is Mm -hmm. absolutely critical. And I think one of the things we may want to do is look at bringing uh, either you back, Tanya, and maybe having a forum, because I think the idea around what a mentor does, what a coach does Mm -hmm. is lost on a lot of people. They use the words interchangeable. They don't understand the role. They expect that mentor or coach to be their parent and tell them what to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's not the goal. And so I think that's a whole great conversation that we can have. Thank you mm-hmm. for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I encourage our listeners to mm-hmm. really look into that. What is a coach? What is a mentor? Mm-hmm. And what, which one do you need at this point in your, on your uh, path as you're designing your destiny. You'll need one or the other, or sometimes both at any given section. Would you agree with that, Tanya and Karen? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I think, again, knowing where you are in your career and being open and don't assume that you know everything. Yeah. And, and that to me is very key too, because I have a mentor uh, for my nonprofit organization, which I'm so happy and thankful for Ms. Tanya, who's my mentor, but also I have an overall business coach, which is a separate person. Because again, he's helped me focus on the long-term of our, our organization, but also someone directly impacted me and mentoring me for what I need now. But also one thing we didn't mention today, we can't wait to elaborate today, but also sometimes depending where you are in your career, especially in your corporate environment, you also may need a sponsor, which is a whole different person that will assist you uh, in your career growth. I had an opportunity to speak this past week um, with Women in Bio, which was on a great panel of wonderful women and I shared that, again, a sponsor is also a key on where you want to go growth-wise. So we have so many great topics we discussed today. I know our time is almost up, but it's been fantastic. And so, Lanita, I know we've got some closing comments to share with Ms. Tanya. So please, uh, please <laughs> take it over, please. <laughs> this, has been, this has been, I'm just so overwhelmed. It's been fantastic. Great conversation. Some great pearls. Oh my goodness. What we try yeah. to do is leave the audience uh, with, uh, with uh, leave our listeners with one or two pearls uh, uh, that they can take away and either keep in their arsenal or, or use with others. And a few of the things that I captured from you are, you need to know and understand your power and your worth. And you need to understand where your power comes from. It can't be restated enough that you wanna look for and engage with a mentor and or a coach. And you want to be that mentor or coach. 
and Karen pointed out, rightly so, that you want to have a sponsor. So when you're looking at whether you're in your corporate environment or if you're a nonprofit, getting those successful individuals to advocate and be a sponsor to you is going to speak volumes to the credibility and your branding and your ability to do great work. Thank you so much for the opportunity to be here um, and talk with your audience. And I wish you all well. Well, this has really been a great discussion uh, with our guest, uh, Tanya Lewis. She shared some of those awesome pearls as, she, as Karen just explained. And, and I'm sure everyone who listens to this podcast has been able to learn from it. Uh, in addition to that, we'd also uh, love to hear from you, our audience. We want you to send your thoughts and comments. We certainly will pass those on uh, to Tanya and, and put you uh, in touch with her as needed so that you can continue to grow and learn Learn. Uh, and Tanya, we want you to absolutely uh, come back and talk more with us. We'll be looking to have you join us again to share additional pearls uh, as we elaborate on different topics uh, from this. We are all about women empowering women. Right, Karen? Yes, Lolita. And join us each month as we continue designing our destiny and inspiring others to do the same. We'll connect with you next time. Thank you. <laughs>